1: Hi everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site, Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm so excited for this week's brand new episode because we're chatting with Michelle Knight all about how to create a captivating and money-making brand through the power of stories. Michelle talks about how by sharing your personal stories, you will begin to connect with your ideal clients, target audience, and build trust with people who are interested in working with you. We talk a lot about the power of stories and where to use them, including your copy on your website, marketing, and across all your social media platforms. A little bit about Michelle is that she is a branding and marketing strategist and the founder of Brand Mary where she helps female entrepreneurs create a captivating and money-making brand through the power of story. Michelle has spent the last four years building her six-figure business on one singular skill alone, storytelling. It's a really great episode, and I walked away with a lot of aha moments and um, things to use in my story bank, which you guys are gonna learn all about. A little bit of housekeeping before we begin today's show is that Tiwajan is finally on Instagram. You can follow us at at Tea with Janae and find out when we have new shows, um, any promotions happening with the shop and also um, our throwback Thursdays for our, all of our old episodes. and I would love for you guys to follow us there so you can just follow us at at Tea with Janae. Also, we are looking for sponsors just like you. You heard that right. Tea is now accepting sponsorships for the podcast to help promote your work. We love to partner with brands that align with our mission of educating wedding photographers, including other educators, products, services, and more. Visit www.teawitjanae.com to find out more and apply to become a sponsor today. All right, you guys. I hope you really liked today's episode. I know it has a lot of great nuggets. So let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. We have a wonderful guest today. Michelle, can you say hi to everyone? Hi, everyone. Really excited to be here. Yeah, so are we.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. I'm jazzed to talk about the power of storytelling with you.
1: I know, and I'm super pumped to get uh, into it and pick your brain and have you share all your goodness with our listeners. But before we get started, let's tell everybody a little bit about you, your company and how you started your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So my name is Michelle Knight, as you all probably know from the title, and I founded my company Brand Mary in 2016. So just a month after my son was born, I had a desire to leave my nine to five and to kind of create more time, financial, and location freedom for my family. So I set off on creating a business, and I knew nothing about the process, and I (laughs) failed a lot, and I did some things well, and I found myself about eight months in while working a nine to five and raising. A baby with no money. And I quickly realized that something needed to shift. I had all the pieces in place. So I had like the brand air quotes, the website, the back end, you know, all of that stuff, but no clients. I was showing up consistently. And it was around that time that I looked at my brand and I was like, oh, this doesn't even feel like me. It doesn't sound like me. It feels like a completely different person. And I stripped it all back. I got in touch with my storytelling. That's when I started falling in love with it. I redid my website in three days and I started showing up. And within a couple of days, I signed my first client and then I kept signing people. And then over the course of a year, I... Hit six figures cash in my business in just one year. And it all really stemmed from this pivotal moment of, uh, you know, switching my entire brand to being focused on personal branding and storytelling. And so today, five years later, I serve, um, entrepreneurs as a personal branding and marketing consultant. And I essentially teach entrepreneurs how to brand themselves online, market their message and create more income and impact.
1: Oh my goodness. That's so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) I'm like, how did you do it? But that's why we're talking about today. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) So so you changed. I mean, I'm so intrigued that within three days, you changed your website and then people started finding you.
0: Well, yeah, what was really interesting is that it wasn't necessarily that people started finding me. It's that the people who are already following me who were maybe, you know, and it was only like 10 people, by the way, it wasn't like a, a giant number um, because I was really, I was in Facebook groups. Like when I say that I was showing up for eight months, I was showing up. I was posting in Facebook groups back in the day. I was on Periscope because that was a thing that we oh, used yeah. to do. You remember yeah. that? <laughs> (laughs) Mm -hmm. I um, used to do live streams in my little Facebook group of 10 people. I was showing up, but it wasn't resonating with them because I wasn't really clear on what I was offering. I didn't have a really strong brand foundation in place and I wasn't showing up as like my true self. I was just kind of like spitting out information. And so I made that switch and then it's like I was doing live streams and I was coming from a completely different angle and a different energy that it started resonating with my existing audience. So, So really the first $20,000 that I made in my business came from those first 10 people, but it was really that shift in messaging and and really an emphasis on me just showing up and sharing more personal stories that that built trust, that kind of flipped the switch from follower to client.
1: Yeah. I love that. Okay. So let's dive in. I'm like very intrigued. (laughs) Yeah. Great. (laughs) So let's talk about stories and why it's important for your business.
0: Yeah. So storytelling is what really connects us all as humans. And that it's a universal language is the way that I like to put it. And the effect of storytelling in marketing is so powerful when we really focus on the effects of storytelling on the brain. So a lot of people get really overwhelmed with storytelling. I know I was one of them that was like, what am I supposed to talk about? (laughs) And there is an art to that. And we're going to talk about that. But just the art of storytelling, just the act of storytelling, fires off dopamine in our audience's brain. It has the effect of neurocoupling, which even if they can't share the same um, exact details of the story, right, they haven't experienced that, it reminds them of you know things that might have happened in their life. It creates more of an emotional connection. And so one thing that we know when it comes to purchase decisions is that purchase decisions are based on an emotional connection, mm-hmm. that we don't make a purchase decision really based on logistics right like the price and things like that it really comes from an emotional place and storytelling as marketers allow uh, allows us to connect with our audience on that emotional level which improves profits
1: right gosh so so how do we start you know figuring out what to say and and how to make a captivating story
0: yeah. So the first thing that I tell people all the time, this is kind of one of those mistakes, right? People sometimes think that, okay, storytelling is just me telling my story. And that is Partially true, but we also have to remember that we're business owners over here. So (laughs) we're not just, you know, writing our biography that we hope someone will pick up and read before bed. We want people to ultimately buy from us because we're running profitable businesses. So when it comes to storytelling in business, one of the main things that you really need to know is who you're speaking to, Mm -hmm. really understanding who is that ideal customer. And I know for a lot of your listeners, it's, you know, it's people getting married, right? It's the wedding, it's the wedding industry. And so you really need to understand like who these people are, and that will help you pinpoint different stories that you can share. So I'll give you a couple examples because there's some buckets that I like to tell people to focus on. So
1: perfect. (laughs) Yeah.
0: The first bucket is you. So sometimes we're like, why does it matter? Well, it matters because there are a lot of people doing the same thing that you do. (laughs) Okay. Like, I don't think we need to sugarcoat it and say, if you Google photographer near me, there will be a bunch of listings. And so our audience is already trying to sift through, who do I choose? Who's the right fit for me? And as we already talked about, a lot of that comes down to trust and connection. And that's where you showing up and sharing your story and those little quirks about you and the things that you love can help move somebody through the buying process because it builds trust. So that first bucket is like your story and the things that you love. I travel a lot and I'm not a travel guide. I don't blog about travel, but my audience loves travel and they think it's very cool that I do that. So those are different things that I like to share about my experience that just build trust with my audience. So that's the first bucket, your mm-hmm. story. But again, you notice that I said I choose travel because I know my audience likes travel. So I'm not just like talking about <laughs> like m- random things that aren't gonna resonate with my audience. Um, the second bucket is, is the focus on your client. So this is often when you do the ideal client research and you start to think, all right, well, where is my client? You know, what are they going through? What are they struggling with right now? What do they ultimately want? What's their journey look like? Um, as well as past test, like client testimonials that you've had or past stories that you've had as well. Mm -hmm. And those are really powerful stories. I mean, we all know those before and after photos, right? Like those before and after photos on fitness blogs or whatever it is. Um, Those are so powerful because they're telling that story. Um, And one of the things that I think is really something I don't see a lot of entrepreneurs, especially photographers, take advantage of, that is telling the story of a client testimonial. So we see a lot of people just say, so-and-so said this, and it's like quotes, right? About like, I loved my experience. It was so great. My photos were beautiful. But if you get into more of a habit of actually painting a picture for your audience, sharing those stories. Telling the story of the experience of your ideal customer, it's a great way to use the power of storytelling and then build that authority um, and credibility with your audience. So, those are two of the main buckets that I like to say um, for my clients. It's the stories that you can share about your experiences, about your life, because they are important. People do care. <laughs> and oftentimes, it's those stories that kind of help them decide between you and somebody else in your industry. Mm -hmm. And then the second is making sure that you're also emphasizing stories where you either feature your existing clients or you tell um, kind of like scenario type of stories of, I know right now, you know, it's really stressful planning your wedding and you don't know what to do. Like, how would it feel to have somebody to hold your hand through the process or yada, Mm yada? Those are all really powerful ways to connect with your audience.
1: Yeah, I love that. I'm totally guilty of just putting the quote, yeah, <laughs> in my uh, in my Instagram post. I'm like, I'm so sweet, kind words for my couple. But I mean, I, what I've been doing is telling a story a little different, and maybe you can give me some feedback on that. But on Instagram, like, what I'll do is I I post for me as a wedding photographer. I'm also a family photographer, mm-hmm. so I have them from engagement to baby, mo- mm-hmm. like. Major- most of my couples. Yes. So I what I've implemented is telling that story of like, here's their engagement, here's their wedding, here's their family. And that's been going over like super well on Instagram. People are like, this is so amazing. You're their family photographer for life and sharing like a nice quote from their testimonial. So, I mean, it's not exactly like you say, but I feel like it's kind of in that realm.
0: Well, totally, because you were, even though you are kind of sharing the quote, you're probably showing the progression with photos, right? So yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so you have that. One of the mistakes that I see uh, a lot of entrepreneurs make, and again, photographers, I've worked with a lot of photographers on, you know, like storytelling and things like that, is there's this like, baseline of like sharing a beautiful photo and you guys are so lucky because you have these I have to like pull teeth to get good photos (laughs) I'm like oh my god I need an Instagram photo let me go like take a selfie or something you know so like but you have all these beautiful photos but and that's amazing especially for platforms like Instagram but sometimes it's like a beautiful photo and then you like the location is tagged or the shoes are tagged. I know you've seen these, right? Like Mm -hmm. the wedding. And it's like, those are beautiful opportunities for storytelling. You know, if you're featuring someone's beautiful bouquet, tell the story about the bouquet. Tell why they chose those particular flowers. If they have their grandpa's, you know, photo on the bouquet, share that story. You know, a lot of storytelling comes from a place of heightened awareness. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I love to encourage my clients to do is like carry a small notebook with them to their events or have a thing in their phone where they can just be like, okay, follow up about this story that you just heard about or something like that. And then when you reach out for a testimonial, you can then ask for some of those key pieces and they can really give you your content to go along with those photos.
1: Yeah, I love that. And also like a good, um, great stories are usually the speeches from mm-hmm. Maid of Honor or Best Man or the dad. Um, I always try to like remember a little, a piece of that. And then yes. when I share- picture. I'm like, I was crying too. It was
0: so sweet. <laughs> right. And, and that like just that sentence, and this is the other piece of storytelling, just that sentence of you talking about how it was super sweet and you were crying and maybe even sharing what that brought up for you. Mm-hmm. Just that sentence is enough story. They don't have the whole entire post doesn't have to be story. um Just that little piece of story in your content can make your content 22 times more memorable which is really important when we're dealing with
1: instagram (laughs) yeah wow that's awesome that's a good percentage there yeah so so like how much thought or or work really should we put into this process is it is it very time-consuming
0: Uh, I don't think it is after you kind of get it's like with anything, you know, you kind of build that muscle. Um, Most of it is really awareness. So it might take you, um, you know, a little while to start jotting down those stories. But like where I'm at, I don't, I don't even have a log. Like some of my clients, I teach them the process of a story bank, which is essentially like, you know, either every day or at the end of the week, you jot down a bunch of different stories that happened that week or different things that you thought of. And you have this ongoing Google doc of these stories that you can pull from at any time. I don't even need that anymore because my brain has completely switched over that. Anytime I'm writing a piece of content, I can like tap into the archives and be like, oh, this would be a great story to share. But I think that that initial awareness is really important. So like I mentioned before, I really encourage people to create like a Google doc on their phone and anytime they're doing something uh, and they think of a story that might be really relevant to just jot it down. And then you can always circle back to it when you're creating the content and expand on it a little bit more. And that process is helpful in two ways one you make sure that every piece of content that you create you've got some little piece of story in there so if you know you're going to share three tips on you know taking better photos at home you know you can go ahead and tap into your story bank and say, Oh, this would be a good story to go with that. And on the reverse, you can also use that story bank to give you ideas for your content calendar. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I don't really know what to talk about, go look at your story bank and see if something triggers, uh, you know, a piece of content that you could create to share with your audience.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think a story bank is such a great idea. So good.
0: It's very helpful, I will say. (laughs) And And again, once you, you'll notice that once you start doing this process, it doesn't take very long for you to be like walking through the grocery store. And then suddenly you're like, oh, oh, I got a good story. And you whip out your phone and you write it down really quick, you know? So like that awareness, you'll almost be like, geez, I'm tired of thinking of stories because (laughs) your awareness will be so heightened that you're constantly like, oh, I could share that. And I could share that. And my child said something weird. I could share
1: that, you know? I love that. Yeah, I always find that when I share, uh, when I use, well, Instagram and Instagram stories, when I share and talk to the camera and share a personal story or talk about something that's going on in my life, I get so many mm-hmm. direct messages and comments. And people really love that. You know, they want you to be yourself. And I, I find for me, the reason we're here with T with Janae is because I embraced who I was and wasn't stopped hiding and was like, I'm going to put myself out there and everyone. Has been so supportive. You know, like it was surprising that people were like, yeah, we want to hear from you. So I think it's such a nice message to be like, when you share more about you, people really resonate with that.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we, and now while we're talking about Instagram, you know, one of the things that we, don't think about when we're like thinking about our strategy sometimes is the client buying process. You know, like there are some people who are like at the buying stage where they have their credit card in hand and they're ready to invest. But there are a lot of people that need what I like to call a little bit of warming up, right? A little bit of trust building. And that's why those platforms like Instagram and especially using Instagram stories are a great way to do that because Mm -hmm. people, again, they want to know Who is this person essentially that I'm investing in? And what are the, you know, especially for a photographer who's either going to be coming to their wedding and being around all their friends and family or with their newborn baby, like those are big decisions. And just them being able to see you and your true essence on stories and different things like that can really help move them through the buying process.
1: Yeah, I love that. So, how can we leverage our stories to help our brand and really help us make some more money? Yeah. So, (laughs) I
0: mean, the first thing is make sure that you're sharing stories, Mm -hmm. you know? So I have a little just like mental checklist where anytime I'm creating a piece of content, there is an element of storytelling in it, even a little micro story. So if I'm writing a blog and the blog is three ways to improve your content, the intro might be about, you know, a moment when I realized I needed to elevate my content or when I realized something was working or wasn't working, right? So The first step is just make sure that every piece of content that you're creating, that there is some element of story. And when you're thinking about story, think about connection, right? Is there a connection piece here, Mm -hmm. a way to invite the reader into my world, a way to connect with them emotionally, a way to show empathy? Those are kind of some different, you know, things that you can think about. So that's the main one. Um, The second one is that be... Descriptive, right? Paint a picture. There's a reason that storytelling is a universal language. I mean, think about you know, like sitting around a campfire and telling stories and think about when like you were a kid, and it's like all those little details that really make the experience beautiful. Mm -hmm. So if you're painting a picture, if you're telling a story, even if it's one sentence. Focus on the little details. And one of the stories that I share a lot that I uh, use as an example is actually when I decided to start my business. And so the story that I share is how, and and I'll just share it with you actually. Um, I was sitting on the couch in a postpartum fog for the fifth day in a row. And I turned to my husband, completely exhausted, and said, I think I want to start my own business. He took a deep breath. He let it out. He looked at me and he said, okay, let's do it. Like that's a single sentence, Mm -hmm. but I've really focused on painting a picture to where my audience feels like they are there. So yeah, yeah, so that's like a big piece. So again, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn out thing. Be really descriptive. Focus on the emotional piece. Um, Another thing to focus on is always make sure that you understand the value that it brings to your audience. So like I've said before, telling stories to just tell stories aren't really going to help you make money, right? So know who you're speaking to and really keep that in mind. Circling back to the story bank, one of the things that I um, often tell my clients to do is have a little column next to the story where they can write out why it's valuable. So they know that it's going to be valuable for their audience before they even start writing the content or making the video or recording the podcast. And that's a really good practice to get into so that you make sure that every story story that you're writing somehow connects to your audience, whether that's because you're talking about an offer that's valuable to them, or you know that they can relate to that, or you know this is uh, something that's super important to them, you're answering a question for them, all of those different elements are key. So those are kind of the, the main pieces when you want to create stories that also lead to profitability in this right.
1: So I so I mean the the sentence that you shared was like so beautifully worded and written I'm like did you have a copywriter or did you do this all yourself like cuz I know people who are listening are going to say or or thinking to themselves I hate writing copy I hate writing my blog post how am I going to write copy on my own like what yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've never had a copywriter. I've written every single
1: word. <laughs> oh gosh in you. my <laughs> business.
0: But it really did come from practice, right? Like I the first time I started, I wasn't telling stories like that. But you know, I didn't know the things that I know now, like being as descriptive as possible. But one of the things that I did really early on, I think it was more for a time you know, for time because I had a baby and I was working a nine to five and like couldn't figure out when to sit down and actually write content is I would record myself. Talking. Yeah. So, for emails, I would record my emails. And I have found that that allows me to more freely, um, you know, share these emotional pieces, to maybe say things I wouldn't normally type. And then I would transcribe those audios into written copy and then clean them up. And that's how I really started to train my brain to write more emotionally charged copy because. If anyone else is listening, anytime I sit down at a computer, it's like this filter goes up, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm writing something official, and now it's like, you you almost like um you stop yourself from being super creative. And I found if I can just openly, you know, freely talk about what I want to get across, and then clean it up later, it kind of allowed me to ultimately um, become a better copywriter.
1: I love that. Yeah, I like to handwrite things out several times before. Um, writing it on an email, especially if it's like for my like copy from my website or um, something, um, an offer or something like that. Cause I want it to sound like me, but mm-hmm. I agree. As soon as I sit down at the computer, I become like corporate Janae. I'm like, I need to, <laughs> it needs to be punctuated correctly. And <laughs> it becomes so official that it's
0: like, almost stressful, right? Like, mm-hmm. And and then I found that you just don't create your best work. And so that is a strategy that I've been teaching since day one. I'm like, just record yourself and see what happens, see how different it is. And then now I don't record myself before I write. Um, but actually, my blog posts uh, are pre-recorded videos. So I create my video content and then transcribe it. Because again, if I try to sit down and write a blog post, it might take me like three hours. <laughs>
1: It's so awesome. I love that. Well, you're kind of sharing some tips about how how to create captivating stories. So I'd like to know if you have any more you can share with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we talked about painting a picture. That's really important. We talked about always focusing on the value of your audience. Uh, Another thing that's really powerful in storytelling is having some sort of, you know, tension or conflict and then resolution. Mm -hmm. So again, it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to take up paragraphs. Using that example that I shared before, the tension would be, you know, turning to my husband and saying, you know, I want to start my own business. And then the resolution would be what he said. And, you know, as uh, readers, as audience, we need that resolution and we will hang on until that resolution is given to us. It's like the, you know, soap operas, right? Like Mm -hmm. a commercial break. And that's actually a really powerful tool in marketing because you are pulling your audience in and then They are captivated until you resolve it. So, you know, you could resolve it at the end of the post. You could, if it's an email, you could resolve it in the next email. Really leave them hanging. So, (laughs) you know, that's called open looping and it's used a lot in email sequences and things like that. So um, using those powerful fundamentals of storytelling, of having some sort of tension or conflict to pull them in and then resolving it somehow. And then also... As a business owner, I think one of the top tips that I have as well is to always include some sort of call to action. Mm -hmm. So again, this is how we really move our customer through the buying process. Maybe that call to action is to leave a comment on a post. Maybe that call to action is to share something. Maybe it's to DM you. Maybe it's to click through, you know, so it can be any of those little things, but you're you're taking the storytelling to the next level and you're asking them to engage. And I think that that's really powerful because if someone has read your whole story, they're there, right? They're there for it. So take yeah. it a step further and ask them to take action. So those are some of the, um, oh, and then there's one more. And I think I've covered this, you know, kind of off and on, but remember stories can be small. They can be micro. You're not writing a book here. If you choose to do that later in life, fantastic. But <laughs> right now they can be really, really small. And just even a single sentence um, can really, really help enhance the piece of content that you're creating.
1: Yeah, I love this. I'm having so many ideas. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go write this out. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a question. When we're creating content, creating stories in our buckets, um, from our buckets, and we're having our story, um, what did you call it again? The Story bank. Story bank. Yeah. Thank you. Um, where are we using these stories? Like, are we using them on our website? Are we using them on Instagram or, or um, our blog? Like... Where are we using one story in many places? You know, maybe just kind of help me out there. Like where? Where are we putting these?
0: Yeah, absolutely everywhere. <laughs> I mean, that is true. But I'll give you a little bit more. So again, I really. So let's use your website for example. Um, your your website. That's not something that you're updating all of the time, right? So your homepage. You have a little micro story about um who you are, right? A little bio blurb, as I like to call it. You've got your about me page, which should be a story about you. It is the second most visited page on websites for a reason. Because Because people care about the person behind the brand, um, about the mission, about the values, about those pieces. So that's a really great place, obviously, to tell a full story. You know, why do you do the work that you do? What has kind of led you here? You know, uh, ultimately, yeah, ultimately, like, why are you doing what you're doing? And then even on individual sales pages. So, I've worked with a lot of photographers and one of my clients that I recently worked with was a um, newborn photographer and she shares the story about how she had hired a newborn photographer and the experience was not great. Um, You know, there was no like connection. It felt really empty. The photos felt empty. And so she shared that story. That's one of the reasons why she has the approach that she has for newborn photography. So those are some places, I mean, every single page on your website has an opportunity for story. And then, as I mentioned before, the blogs themselves, you know, maybe the intro is where you share a little bit of story. Uh, if you're writing a blog about a past client that you've had and you're, you know, sharing photos from their wedding, tell the story on the page. So, like I said, everywhere. So the website, that's one place. Then let's say you're showing up on Instagram and, um, you're sharing these in your everyday content. So if you post every day, which is exhausting, but if you post every day on Instagram, (laughs) um, always incorporate, you know, a piece of story, maybe one day, you're maybe on Monday, you're sharing just a piece of who you are in your brand story. I mean, I always ask my clients, when's the last time you shared why you do what you do with your audience? And that can be something that you repeat every 30 days. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe on Tuesday, you're sharing a client testimonial or a client story. Maybe Thursday, it's a tip for, you know, taking, getting ready for your photos and you're sharing a story in there. So really, storytelling can be incorporated everywhere. And when it comes to repetition, you can repeat yourself. It is (laughs) (laughs) a-okay. People sometimes are like, but I already shared that story. But the reality is as business owners our goal is to constantly be attracting new people to our brand. Mm-hmm. And so if you think that every day you could be having one new person find your brand, that's one new person that didn't hear that story before. Mm-hmm. And I promise you unless you're sharing the story every the same story every 48 hours, your audience also doesn't remember that they already heard that story. <laughs> right. So I love to repeat a lot of stories. So some of my br- core stories, like stories that highlight my values or my brand story, um, you know, the story about the birth of my son that I shared at the beginning of this podcast and the moment my husband turned to me and said, you know, let's do it. I'll repeat those stories quite frequently because they're a core element of my brand. So don't be afraid of repetition. It's actually a really powerful tool as a marketer and, um, and it can be used to your advantage. So you're not constantly trying to think of new things.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I know um, for people listening, like you're, so if we're, if we're focusing on Instagram for one second, like they only three percent or less than ten percent of your audience actually sees your post. So yeah. the fact if someone saw it twice, it would be very rare. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. just, I feel like that was very freeing when I you know, kind of got the permission to be like, "Yeah, you can repeat this a few times if you want because no one really saw it the first time, or the same two people might not see it again. So I think it's good to know that. I like what you were saying, like Thursday, you could do this, Tuesday, you can do that. Like I'm very type A, like I like having a plan and I like having days for specific things. So like for me, this is very attainable. Like I could do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think it's really powerful. I think go blindly going into content creation is one of the downfalls of a lot of entrepreneurs because consistency is so important. And if you don't have a plan, it's really hard to be consistent. Yeah. So like do yourself a favor and maybe create these buckets for yourself every week and just rotate through them. You know, no one's gonna be like every Monday, Michelle shares her story, you know, because <laughs> people have lives. <laughs> and yeah. So they're not like they're not like hanging on, you know, and and monitoring all of your stuff and and as we were mentioning before, if you are still a little like, oh, but I've already shared this, then just change the photo, right? Mm-hmm. Especially on a platform like Instagram, swap out the photo. I promise you, no one will know.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of mentioned like things that um, like not to do, like, are there any things that people who are listening should completely avoid? Like what's a no-no? no no
0: So, one of the big ones is, again, making it all about yourself. So, making sure that you're always kind of turning it back to your audience. And this can happen in a few different ways. You know, one can just be, you know, making sure that you know that what you're talking about is valuable. You know your audience, you know their client journey, and you can share a story that's going to connect with them. Um, But another way is just to ask a question. This is like my favorite trick. If I'm sharing a story about something that might have happened in my life, I might say, have you ever felt like that too? (laughs) or does this resonate with you? Or have you had a time, you know, yada, yada, because again, it's inviting that connection. So your audience isn't just like reading your story and just being like, cool story, bro, which is not what we want. Um, They're like, Ooh, it's like, it's like firing all of those different things in their brain. That's like really pulling them and connecting them with the story. And they're going to remember that. So The biggest mistake that I see people make when it comes to storytelling is saying, like, oh, I want to share this story because I think this is cool. And not like, oh, I want to share this story because this is going to be valuable for my audience in this way.
1: Right. Yeah. I think being valuable and giving sharing content that, you know, enriches your audience in some way is is so important. And, It's really hitting home with me. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dive back into my content (laughs) after this podcast. So I'm very excited.
0: I love what you said about enriches. Like that's such a good way to to word it. I don't think I've ever used that word before, but it's true. It's really, you know, enriching that experience and and making their life better. And the power of storytelling, um, Donald Miller, who is like a leader in brand storytelling, often says that you want to have empathy and authority. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, that's a why storytelling is so powerful because it it leads way to the empathy, but then it also positions you as the guide or the leader and has that authority piece as well.
1: Yeah. I love Donald Miller. His book is awesome. I've recommended it. Yeah. I recommended it a bunch of times. I think I did a couple, It's in, it's been in a bunch of podcasts and definitely a few dedicated blog posts <laughs> about things that people should read. It's so good. It's mm-hmm. a great book. So, Michelle, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. I feel like I've learned so much today. So thank you. Thank you for
0: having me. I love talking about this stuff. I hope you can tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, you're super passionate. And I I feel like this is so informative. And I know people who are listening are really going to love it. But, you know, I would love for you to tell us um, and our listeners where we can find out more about you, your services, and how we can say hello online and hopefully work with you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I am, we've talked about Instagram a lot. That is where I tell a lot of stories. So you can head over there and and check that out. It's Michelle Knight Co on Instagram. I would love for you to say hi. I love chatting in the DMs. And my website is brandmary, B-R-A-N-D-M-E-R-R-Y. And there's a bunch of free content, videos, blogs, podcasts, all kinds of stuff over there. And you can also check out my branding course called You Branded, and that ultimately supports you and setting a strong brand foundation rooted in story.
1: Love it. Awesome. And all this information will be in the show notes. So you guys can just swipe on up right now and say hello to Michelle. Michelle, thank you so much for being here with such a joy. I'm so glad I got to like meet you and talk and love picking your brain all about the power of stories. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. It's been a
1: pleasure. Well, that's it. You guys, thank you so much for being here. I want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to Michelle for being our wonderful and incredible guest today. I learned so much and really can't wait to use the power of story more in my own personal branding and, uh, content creation for my social media marketing. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to swipe on up and leave us a five-star review on Apple podcast or whatever platform you're listening on. It only takes a minute or two and it really helps the show and helps new listeners find us. And we appreciate your kind support. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.